In a nutshell, what's the significance of this new guidance? The new guidance is significant because it aligns with the other national guidelines um, that are currently out there. The NCCN has already stated that women should start screening at age 40. And we know that breast cancers occur in women between the age groups of 40 and 50. And this is just confirmation that the United States Preventative Task Force recognizes that the benefits of screening starting at age 40 outweigh the harms for this group. So I'm um, hopeful that patients will take this to heart and um, start screening at an earlier age because we certainly see breast cancers in this age group. Have we seen trends of that increasing over the past several years, which has led to new guidance? Yeah, we have. So with the increase in the widespread screening of mammograms, we're certainly seeing more and more breast cancers being diagnosed in women. And obviously, if we don't screen them, then we're not going to see the early stage cancers that we see in women who are screened regularly without side effects. And, you know, we are picking up more cancers, but the cancers are earlier stages, and that translates into uh, better survival outcomes for sure. Um, We're seeing breast cancer mortality go down uh, significantly, which is always good news. Um, But we are also seeing a larger uh, number of younger women, even less than age 40, who aren't being routinely screened, being diagnosed with breast cancer. And that's a little bit of an alarming trend um, that we've been noticing more recently. The ability to diagnose and find these cancers, is that partially because we're having better technology and better techniques? I think so. I mean, we're always evolving our mammograms. And if you, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen the mammogram units that we used to have when they first started, but uh, they were pretty uh, archaic. uh, And certainly the technology that we have now with the 3D tomosynthesis mammogram um, and even contrast enhanced mammography is really improving the detection rate and the sensitivity of this screening uh, tool. Um, And, you know, we are finding women, probably about 40 to 50% of women have dense breasts and uh, the better technology mammograms are have improved sensitivity for women with dense breasts, but we also have adjunctive screening like ultrasound uh, for women uh, who have dense breasts and even for women at higher risk, we have MRI. So uh, technology is improving all the time, trying to catch cancers at an earlier stage when they're certainly more curable. You were saying earlier, obviously, we won't be able to find these cancers if someone doesn't actually go get tested. Are there still, are there groups of women out there who really don't want to get tested or are afraid of it and uh, never they never get tested for it? I mean, I think there are. And, you know, that's uh, there's misconceptions sometimes, but also women sometimes weigh the harms of screening. And when we talk about harms, it's not like we're talking about women mistakenly getting diagnosed with breast cancer and then having cancer treatment and then telling them, oh, no, you didn't actually have breast cancer. That's not the harm we're talking about. The, the harms we talk about with screening is potentially finding something that then you need uh, an additional workup or maybe even a biopsy that turns out to be benign, or maybe we say, oh, you have to come back in six months. So those are the kinds of harms that the United States Preventative Task Force lists as things we need to weigh against the benefits of screening. Um, So they're not that significant in the overall scheme of things, but women have to know about the false, um, you know, about those false positive rates. And maybe it is going to send her down a pathway of extra testing and and biopsies, and if they are not interested in that, uh, you know, then they can decline. Um, but there's also something called overdiagnosis and overtreatment, and that's really coming from the fact that we're learning that not all breast cancers are the same, and there are some breast cancers that maybe um, would never uh, turn into anything life-threatening, and 
you know, maybe we're diagnosing them and treating them when in reality they would never have caused the patient harm. So we don't quite know yet uh, which cancers we can kind of um, leave alone, if any at all, and which ones we don't have to be as aggressive with, but we're certainly learning. Um, and I think we are recognizing that not all breast cancers are the same. So we are trying to do more precision medicine approaches for patients, which I think is always a good thing. I'm speaking with Dr. Maggie Denome, a surgical oncologist at Duke Health, talking about some new guidance that's out regarding breast cancer screenings. One interesting thing that I keep on seeing in news cycles, especially when breast cancer comes back into the news for various reasons, and one thing that always comes up is mortality rates for breast cancer among black women. It seems to be different. Do we know why that's the case? Yeah, no, it's, um, it is alarming, and uh, unfortunately, there are probably multiple factors, but we do see that they have a 40% higher risk of mortality from breast cancer than white women in other races, and, you know, in part, um, that's socioeconomic variables, um, access to care, um, you know, based on maybe where they live or insurance or um, distance from facilities, um, Perhaps maybe they um, have uh, some uh, hesitancy to get screened, so we find uh, that they are getting diagnosed at later stages. Um, but interestingly, we're also finding that there's some differences in tumor biology. So their cancers are different, and, and uh, some young women, less than age 50 um, black women, get this really aggressive type of breast cancer at twice the rate of, of white women. And, um, you know, we have started to dissect the differences and just starting to understand that uh, Maybe there are differences in not only access to treatment and access to care, but also in tumor biology. And I think um, this is opening up a, a whole uh, kind of field and focus right now. I think is, that's really important to kind of decrease these disparities that we're, that we're noticing.